In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Forty years is a significant milestone. It's good that we are gathered together to mark this span of time today together. What started way out here in the countryside all those many years ago, now city has caught up, progress has caught up, and we are surrounded again by the world that we can never escape because it is always beating down our door, always seeking to have its way with us. And yet, little islands like this always stand as beacons of the world, of the word in the world. Our reading from Revelation tonight has John putting a little bit of a bow on the end of his entire prophecy, the 21st chapter being the last of what's going on. We need to actually have all of this in our minds to hear it well. What exactly is going on with this revelatory text? John, the only of the disciples to die a natural death, as an old man on Patmos, as he says in chapter 1, was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. He heard a voice, he sees a vision. This is a little bit of what's talked about by the prophet Joel when he says that your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. You don't have to think terribly hard about this to figure out that most likely, or possibly, John, nodding off in church on Sunday, was given a vision from the Lord. And that's what we have. A grand, glorious vision full of all kinds of fantastic imagery, all kinds of terrifying things, But all of it needs to be heard and understood within the context of the divine service on Sunday morning. John sees what is happening in the entirety of the heavenly realm and in the entirety of the day of the last day as it is happening to us and with us on these days. Now, some of the appointed readings today we had an intro and a psalm, which we didn't actually hear. Usually we don't do that in prayer services anyway, which is perfectly fine. But these things do give us some wonderful stuff. What they've done is they've given us in the lectionary committee an antiphon, something to hear, to use as a lens to hear the psalms through and to hear the rest of the readings through. The antiphon for the intro, it goes this way, coming from Psalm 26. O Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. That's the starting point. Before you hear the word of revelation, remember that you are in the Lord's house, and that's where this is taking place for John too. For 40 years here at Crown of Life, the Lord has gathered his people together to hear his word and receive his gifts in this place. A little bit of a foretaste of the feast to come. Little moments, little glimpses of what is yet to come in the last day, in the revelation, in the fullness of all of creation. And so John begins tonight. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. In just two verses, we have all kinds of imagery that's just dripping out of the text all over us. Let's take a moment to think about the sea. The sea in the prophets is a place where discord and disorder are given their free reign, where all of the evidence of the brokenness of creation exists. These are not living waters. These are dead waters. The sea is. It's always a place where bad things happen. 
And so the sea being eradicated in the new heavens and the new earth gives us an image of what it is that the Lord wants us to see and hear. We've already heard in earlier parts of Revelation about the living water, the stream that flows from the throne of God. This is the water that waters the new creation. The sea is gone. It's set aside. The sea itself is not sinful. It's just a reflection of what we have done to creation. We have corrupted the world with our sin, and all of the things that we touch are touched by that same sin. And so that corruption finds itself gathered in the sea. Apart from this, separated from the sea forever, you are being made the bride of Christ. This is what the gathering of the faithful is all about. The Lord brings you here. He gathers you with his people in his midst to hear his word and to receive. Washed and made clean in living waters, sins confessed and absolved, filled with his holy word, filled with his body and his blood. The blood of the lamb which takes away the sin of the world, this is the thing the Lord gives to his people. And as we should every Lord's day, we receive that. This is the thing that the Lord is gathering us to do. Here on this mountaintop, in this peak, in this island, in this house of the Lord, he is gathering you to receive and be made into a bride, into a perfect creation. We won't see this until the last day, but we will all see it when it comes. John continues, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death will be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. These weekly glimpses we get of the fullness of the resurrection are things we probably don't even perceive with our own eyes, at least not in the fullness of it. We sing it. We have those words falling out of our mouths all the time. With angels and archangels of all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name. But do we even know what it is that we say? We say that when we are gathered here around the altar of the Lord to receive his body and his blood, we are gathered with all of the heavenly host, with all of the saints who have gone before us for a moment. A moment when heaven touches earth. The feast of the Lamb. John is talking to us about the unending marriage feast of the Lamb, not the little momentary glimpse, but the fullness of it. When in the resurrection, in our flesh, we gather around the throne of God and receive this marriage feast for the remainder of existence, which will never end. Death having been fully destroyed, no tears, no mourning, no sadness, nothing to separate us from the, from the love of God. And John says, He who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of water without payment. The sea being gone, fresh living waters, the things we receive, a life-giving stream that flows from the throne of God without ceasing. It's given freely for you. Water delivered by water. 
It's given and received by faith. The very same thing that the Lord gave to you in the waters of holy baptism. He then delivers by that faith the same ever-flowing stream. The other antiphon this evening. Psalm 84, verse 4. Blessed are those who dwell in the house, your house, singing your praise. Houses like this house. The house of the Lord, the dwelling place of the Lord is with man, and he comes to dwell with us in little glimpses, in little bits along the way, and he is preparing a place for us that we may dwell with him forever in blessedness. Blessed are all who gather here. Blessed are all whom you bring into this place. Blessed is he who will come again, bringing the fullness of salvation with trumpets, with angels, with archangels, and with all the company of heaven. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.